Hey, it's Joseph here. Welcome to the Who Are You podcast, episode 15. Today I am exploring self-consciousness. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Who Are You podcast is produced fortnightly for your learning and enjoyment. Show notes are found at ruvand.co.uk, that is ruvand.co.uk. Do come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes. You can also follow me on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. So, welcome to Who Are You? This time, self-consciousness. In society, it is often the norm that appearance and status is more important than who people really are and people therefore compare themselves more easily, giving the feeling that what you look like is of crucial importance, almost like it is the be-all and end-all of everything. People there then go and put out all sorts of crafted images of themselves which are often quite divorced from who they really are. This brings up all all sorts of pressures and um, all sorts of distortions and confusions within the person. More and more, we are desiring to control our self-image. So, perhaps that's um, one of the reasons why self-consciousness is uh, an issue for many people and an issue people want to get past, get around, come to terms with. But, what is it? What is self-consciousness? It is defined um, in some places as an acute self-awareness. Self-awareness keeps us in check within society's norms. So we know who we are and how we present to other people, the impact we have on other people. And the more we are aware of this, then we have a choice to moderate our actions or to amplify them in line with the norms in society. So that's a self-awareness. But acute self-awareness is often negative. It is a preoccupation with self-awareness. So when I become nervous or embarrassed about what others think about me, that is acute self-awareness, self-consciousness. In this light, it is therefore a filter for what others see about me, about you, as an object of observation. They're looking and what they see, which may be different from what you are, that is the filter from which you are looking at it. The thing is, it is 
you or me, the individual, who is making the judgment about what other people see of me. Now, that cannot be very accurate, can it? I say this because that is an assumption. It can only be an assumption and an interpretation of other people's perceptions and priorities. Oftentimes, people who we don't even know how they think or what's important to them. I grew quite tall at um, as a teenager. I, I grew quite tall, and so I was six foot two, but also very lanky, and therefore very self-conscious. And I recall that at that time, when I was feeling self-conscious, it excluded what anybody else was um, thinking, what anybody else was needing from me. It was all, all about what they saw of me and what I made of that. I never asked these people what they thought. I just decided what they must see and I adjusted the way I walked, the way I dressed in order to fit what I thought their their needs are, their needs were. The feeling of self-consciousness often then excludes other people's needs or places my needs above theirs at that point when I'm feeling self-conscious because there's not there's no room for anything else but how I'm feeling. It is all-consuming. At least that's how it used to feel. On one level, you could then say that self-consciousness is in fact you thinking about and being critical of you, but through the eyes of other people. How does that sit with you? What you don't like about you, you have decided other people don't like about you as well. What you are uncomfortable about you, you decide other people don't like about you. And that you then behave as if they actually don't like those things. But actually, actually, it is you being critical about yourself. Many of us can spot a self-conscious person from a distance. Because what people see when someone is self-conscious is a socially ill-at-ease person. And that is what draws attention. Often negative attention. Some people will be kind, but often negative attention. So the self-consciousness then becomes self-fulfilling. Hey, but maybe that is the point. Perhaps it is an unconscious or unacknowledged need for attention that causes us to feel self-conscious and then decide what other people might be seeing to back that up so that we then draw attention to ourselves by being ill at ease. Hmm. There might be a psychological viewpoint that supports that. But... Have you, like me, wondered as a, um, where this comes from, this 
self-consciousness comes from. In my case, as I grew up and I was getting taller, what was it that I must have seen and interpreted that caused me to then assume or come to the conclusion that everybody else was thinking the same thing that I was thinking or that I could read their minds and um, decide that they are looking at me and they are making judgments. Something must have happened that I would have interpreted and come to that conclusion. Because where else would, could it have come from? And I think it is that realization that cured me of self-consciousness when I decided I didn't care anyone anymore, um, that it wasn't important, that I had other things to do, and that I had other reasons to come to different conclusions from the ones I previously had, different conclusions about myself. I know I was fortunate to have worked this out for myself or for life to have worked it out for me. As always, I'm speaking in hindsight. Whilst I was in the midst of feeling self-conscious, I couldn't see any of this. For anyone who hasn't been as fortunate as I was, and still feel self-conscious. This is for you. Because you may uh, require some input from someone else in order to f find out some of the things that I have discovered and other people have discovered over time. The first one is this. Nobody is watching you, even if you watch other people. Nobody cares that much, really, except close people. Nobody will notice, not to the extent that you notice you. They've got their own issues, they've got their own thoughts, and even if they did pay that much more attention, they've got nothing else to do, and it should not worry you. I think this realization is a big step that nobody cares that much, and they've got other things on their minds. So that's the first message you've got to repeat to yourself until you believe it. Nobody cares that much, really. So what will you do now that you are coming uh, to that idea? I, I believe one of the things to do in terms of practical things is to play some tricks on your mind to help it believe and come to terms with the fact that you've got other things to do, other things that are more important. Pinpoint. What are you self-conscious about? Is it general or is it something specific about your body, your speech, your movement, walking, your laugh, 
What is it specifically that you are self-conscious about? Or is it general? It could be. Once you've pinpointed it, now observe. When I feel like this, what is the conversation in my head? What's going on in my head? What am I saying to myself? What judgments am I coming to about me, about the observers, those people who are looking at me, perhaps my audience? Are there any recurring thoughts that you find? Are there any patterns that you find? It is these recurring thoughts, these patterns that you probably need to pay most attention to and ask the question, what evidence exists in either comments from observers or in their behavior that confirms that they are thinking what you think they are thinking? I like that, thinking what you think they are thinking. Is there any evidence? If there is evidence, what else could what you are observing, what you are hearing mean, apart from what you have decided it means, About apart from your understanding? Is there any way to check that they are thinking what you think they are thinking? Or behaving in particular ways because of how you are or what you are saying or how you present yourself. How is that sitting with you so far? The next step is to challenge it. When you notice it, challenge it with a truth. When you notice that conversation in your head that tells you what people are thinking, Challenge it with a truth. This may not be easy for you and it may require practice in front of a mirror. So for me, the shape of my legs and how long they were, still are. The truth is that I am more than my legs. Another truth is that those same legs make me taller than many people. So the look I get or the comment I, I, I receive may actually not be someone laughing at my legs. It may be wondering how come my legs are that long. It may be trying to put the rest of me into some context in their minds. Or it may be they've looked past me and they're not bothered. They've got their own issues. They may be comparing me to themselves because they have issues that they're wrestling with. We are indeed often our harshest critics. Therefore, knowing these, unconditionally accept yourself. Nobody is perfect, not even you but all are unique. And accepting that will help you to embrace yourself even if you then decide to do something, but it will be from a point of view of strength 
of a point of view of accepting yourself and seeking to improve yourself, being okay with who you are, but seeking to get even better. Don't just look at what needs to improve. Remind yourself of a strength that makes you feel good about yourself. Do this often. Do this when you feel like that, when you feel self-conscious. Remind yourself of a strength that makes you feel good about yourself. If you are daring, you might even take a challenge to put it out there. The same thing you are self-conscious about, put it out there and see what the reaction is. For me, that would have been wearing shorts with my long legs. Now, this would require me making a light of that 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 um, characteristic I have. But hey, that is what helps put things in perspective when you can make light of them. As I said previously or earlier, people can only see external things. They can only see you from the outside and only you know who you are. And only you can value you, really. You can be amazing, so let yourself be fully. In spite of any imperfections you have, because everybody else who you think is amazing has imperfections. And that doesn't stop them. That doesn't stop them from achieving, from doing all the things they want to do, from getting on with their lives and from enjoying it. So don't let the feeling of self-consciousness get in your way. Because by the way, who are you? What is most important to you? What strengths do you have? What is your calling? What's a big and exciting thing that you still have to achieve, that you want to achieve? Where are you going with life, with your studies, with your work, with voluntary work? What is there still that has to be done out there that you want to do? These things are more important. These things are things to focus your mind on and take yourself out of how you're feeling to the things you are, the things you really are, the things you really want to do. That focus, that reminder, coming back to it whenever you feel self-conscious, the reminder of the bigger things there are, will slowly but surely get you out of feeling self-conscious. You will come through. Thank you once more for listening. Goodbye.